Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Thanks very much, Eamon. You are listening to News Talk's Lunchtime Live. Andrea Gilligan here, of course, over the next hour this Monday afternoon. 1800 453 106. That's the number if you want to join us on the programme today. A little earlier in the show, we were chatting about the situation um, on the dart yesterday from Dublin to Wicklow. Well, to Bray in particular, and a delay outside Bray resulting in some people actually opening the doors of the dart themselves and then walking uh, to the station. Um, Fairly chaotic scenes it would certainly appear from chatting to some of the listeners and callers who got in touch with us at the start of the show Stefan and Pip and Nolene all describing their experience there's uh, more people getting in touch with us on the text line this listener says I was on the train yesterday with my wife and two year old child it was a complete disaster we were over five hours stuck on the train uh, this listener asking though um, the buses were packed they weren't an alternative to the dart I live in Bray I watched thousands of people walk back towards the town last evening as bus after bus passed them packed to capacity. I actually brought a family with two small kids to their car further in on the dart line. It was 24 degrees at that stage. It was awful to see. Another listener, Shane, says I've appealed to Barry Kenny twice on this very show to have openable windows on trains, but Irish Rain and Rail insists on sticking with the policy of having air conditioning instead. Look, if you were on one of these darts yesterday, what was your experience? Five three one zero six is the number. Uh, lots of you getting in touch about that. We will come back to it a little bit later. In the programme, we'll also be talking to a man who says he was, um, well, potentially scammed out of nearly €4,000. We'll be hearing about that. Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com is the email address. You can get us on Twitter either today. That is at Lunchtime Live NT. But first, seagulls attacking children at a seaside town. The residents there are now looking for something to be done about the uh, the protected birds. Sinn Féin TD Louise O'Reilly is with us. She's on the line. Louise, what's the story here, first of all? right along uh, the coastline. Uh, it does seem to be affecting uh, Balbriggan. It's certainly the area that I get the most queries uh, from in relation to, to constituents there. I have an office up in Balbriggan and uh, very often people will call in the, to, to, to share their concerns. I mean, it's, this is a fairly serious health and safety issue. Um, you know, we don't just have the issue of the seagulls attacking people and, and, that's, and that's a concern, obviously. But we also have the potential health implications from, um, you know, the seagull feces, for want of a better word, um, you know, and and that's causing a a serious problem. Like we have business owners who are having the roofs of their premises destroyed. Uh, It's really tricky to get rid of this mess once once it's created. We have nests up on roofs with people who can't sleep at night because of the the noise coming from the the, the chicks and the nests and stuff like that. So it, it is a fairly serious health and safety issue and I know that... In what uh, way, Louise? How is it a health and safety issue? Well, the the issue around um, the the mess on the roofs, uh, you know, to get rid of that takes uh, you know a fair amount of specialist equipment. You don't want to be inhaling it. You have to be careful with it. Uh, we've had antimicrobial resistance run off into, um, into the sea and that's partially caused by, uh, by, by, by the seagulls. Um, the concerns around that. Uh, we've also got the the issue around actual health and safety. You know that people have been attacked by by gulls and uh, in some instances uh, fairly seriously attacked. And I know that people are worried for their kids. I, I had a, a woman speaking to me about six months or more ago now, 
and she was afraid to put her grandchild out into the garden, um, you know, with a, with like food or anything in his hands in case he was attacked, um, because he was nearly attacked once and she she grabbed him on time. So it is an issue of concern, and you know we've had business owners who have had. Um, equipment that's on the roof, you know, like air, air conditioning equipment, electrical equipment that would be on the roof that has been destroyed by them. So what are you looking for, a call? Well, we think that measures can be taken to control the population and that's what the minister should be looking at, ensuring that we minimise uh, the, the numbers in terms of breeding, but also that we look off the coast to where the seagulls used to live. They used to live on islands out uh, they, did, they didn't used to come come in in such big numbers. Um, so we need to look at maybe moving them out to the islands as well, to, to where they can exist comfortably and uh, away from uh, away from people. So, and how how will the minister do that? Well, investment, ensuring that the the islands are cleared, um, that there's bird boxes on the islands that we encourage them to go out there, and then also by allowing a, a derogation to control the population around breeding time. And what's been the response to this call? Well, so far, um, we we have been, obviously, it, you can see from the amount of parliamentary questions that I've put in, I have questioned the Minister uh, several times in, in relation to this. I think the Minister is, is minded uh, to give a derogation to ensure that uh, we can control the, the population. My understanding is that, uh, that, that that will be done, which is good. And then we'll see the result of that uh, next year, hopefully. Like they're, they're protected birds, um, and many within the you know within the the the, the uh, wildlife community, um, I'm sure will reject your call for the, the management of them, and I suppose effectively a call. Like, is it? Do we not just have to maybe live with them? Well, I think th- that people need to understand the uh, the impact that it has. You know, I mean, well, I've had people contact me who are working. Uh, no, getting up early in the morning, driving a truck in one case. Right? He can't sleep at night because of the noise of, this, of the gulls on his roof because he's a nest on his roof. And he wakes up in the morning and, uh, you know, if he's managed to get any sleep at all. And he's nervous. You know, he's nervous having to get into the truck to drive it. I've had parents on to me to say that they're, that they're worried. And I've also had business owners on to me to say that it's actually starting to cost them money and impact on their business. So, you know, there has to be a balance reached and you know we need to acknowledge that they they're living in towns now where they shouldn't be and they're foraging now uh, you know where they would be much more comfortable I believe uh, out in the islands along the along the coast. So is, is it to effectively Louise do away with with what's there or is it to sort of interfere the the, the breeding? Well I think we can control the breeding that's the that, that's the key you know, is to ensure that we reduce the numbers over over time. The numbers have grown. Um, I mean, we it's a, it's a while since a study was done, but uh, you only have to look around you can see that the numbers are are growing. And I think whatever we can do to control the population, we need to be doing that. Uh, you know, as a matter of priority, because it is. If it wasn't an issue, Andrea, and believe me, I hear from constituents every single day of the week, particularly in my offices in Balbriggan and Swords. And this is an issue that is raised with me. If it wasn't being raised with me, I certainly wouldn't have uh, raised it with the, the minister. But it is something that has raised with me on an ongoing and a continuous basis. And, you know, it is my 
duty as a representative for uh, for the people in, in Balbriggan and indeed all of Fingal to raise their concerns with the Minister, which is what I have done. Can, you know, somebody from the council, or I don't know whose remit it is, is wildlife officers, like, can they just go and remove nests? I'm, I'm sure they probably can't. They need a derogation. So once they once they have the derogation, the, the, the nests can be removed. Um, and I think that that's, uh, that, that is very much what's, uh, what's needed. You know, I mean, we have to control the, the population. It, they are a nuisance. Um, and in some instances, I know people have very genuine concerns. You know, I mean, and when you look at the fact that you have um, business owners contacting me to say that they have had equipment um, damaged as a result of, uh, of, of, the, of the goals, well, then you can see there does need to be action. Uh, Louise O'Reilly, Sinn Féin TD in the area. Louise, thanks a million for joining us on the programme today. 1800 453 106 is the number uh, if you want to share your experience with us. How bad is the problem? Vincent at Ocean Ireland is texting in and he says the problem with the seagulls is that humankind has pillaged their territory, destroying fish stocks. The seagulls would starve to death and become extinct if they couldn't come ashore to feed on our scraps. The only population that requires control is the human population. Keep the text coming into us, 53106. Joe is on the line uh, in Balbriggan. Um, well, Joe, are the seagulls, are they really taking over? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's a serious problem now already. Glad to hear Louise is on there speaking about it. Yeah, we, we have them nesting on the roof at the moment. And we, during the, the hot period there, we open your windows. The noise of them at four o'clock in the morning, you just can't sleep with them. They're just very, very noisy. And apart from that, the people around us, some of the people around us are feeding them, which is keeping them here on the roof and keeping them nesting. We had them nesting last year, then we have them again this year. And I just can't get them away from the, the chicks there. And also, then we had a barbecue at the back there recently. And they're down on every chance they get down, they'll be swooped down and take food from you. Even if you step inside for a minute, they're down. They're sitting, looking at the fence, looking at you eating. It's really a serious problem. And also the dirt, the board dirt is coming on cars and all that. You have out every day cleaning your car from the board dirt. They're, they're walking and they're, they're very, very noisy. Mm. Really can't sleep with them out at night time. It's really very bad. You know? Like, how long, you know, the, like the, the noise of them at night? I mean, are you getting any sleep, Joe? Well, four o'clock in the morning, you, you can take it from four o'clock in the morning, the, the, the squawks, and especially the chicks when they're born, they're very, very noisy, and they'll go on and on for, for hours. And uh, once you're awake, it's very hard to go back to sleep again. But we end up trying to keep the windows open because it's so warm. You know, you close the windows, try and stop the noise, but it's, it's an impossible situation. But the, as I say, again, if people stop feeding them, it would help. But certainly there's a hell of a lot of seagulls all around where mm-hmm. we're, we're living here. No doubt about it. And is it more really than bad. previous years, Joe? Like, have you noticed the, think, this increase? It seems to be worse this year. I think it's it? worse this year. Yeah, I think so, yes. It seems to be worse this year now. I don't know whether people have moved them. I was trying to get someone up on my roof to put some sort of a... It's at the lean of the, the chimney pot is where they, yeah. they nest. And I'm trying to get someone up to put some sort of a... Some people have done that. So maybe some people have done it and moved them over to our area now. But uh, they just... It's, once, they, once you're feeding them, I believe they come back. They'll always come back once the food's been fed out to them. They'll always come looking for it. And I think it's like feeding time to zoo here sometimes when I see them arriving. They have to click them down. People be stones throwing food out, which is wrong. They tell you they shouldn't do that. You're not supposed to do that. It's so, wrong to do that. So, so you're we awake from it. about four o'clock in the morning, Joe. And how long I will this go on? Enough, well, lucky enough, I'm retired, but I mean, it is from four o'clock in the morning. It's going on. And that's every morning. That's not just five days a week, it's seven days a week, you know? For the whole and summer? Then, for the whole summer, yeah. Sure, this is like torture. On. Well, it is, you see, and you can't, you can't go near them because they, they, they'd go for you if you go near the chicks. Right. You know, you couldn't go near them at all. But and sleep deprivation. 
Well, actually, that's the problem. You know, so it is a form of torture. <laughs> well, actually, Carl, I mean, they have to do something about it. It's, it's, it's just getting worse. It's getting worse. It is getting worse. I think this year is probably worse than last year, you know? know. So, but we're trying to see and get them off our route, but they'll probably go to some other route besides us. But we won't feed them. We won't feed them. We're not supposed to feed them anyway, you know? But people are throwing food out to them, and that's the causing the problem as well for us, you know. Uh, Michael Dawson, the owner of um, uh, Lala Cafe and the, the restaurant there in Balbriggan. Uh, Michael, are they on your roof too or what's the story? <coughs> no, uh, hi uh, Andrea, they're not on our roof uh, because last year we took advantage of the uh, derogation that was brought in by, by Minister um, Dara O'Brien uh, and we removed our nests uh, early this year before the eggs uh, hatched, uh, which is what you're allowed to do. And I, I, that derogation was actually brought uh, out again, renewed about four weeks ago and signed into law. So you have, and in fact this year I think it was extended to Scary's area as well, because there is a serious problem, obviously, as Joe and, and Louise uh, has raised there, it is a serious problem. But there is ways of dealing with it, uh, taking advantage of the derogation, removing the nests will eventually reduce the number of seagulls in the area. Now, we haven't been bothered this year. Last year we were on a, on a few occasions, so we took uh, matters uh, into our own hands, hands under the law. Um, I mean, this this thing, this these number of seagulls have been doubling almost every year. It goes mm-hmm. back for about <coughs> ten years ago now, when the um, landfill dump in Ballyri was closed, uh, and the seagulls. Well, in fact, they're never really seagulls. They were never seagulls. They were land gulls, just you want to call them, and they're all land gulls. Well, they're 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 in what's known as an apex predator. So they, they're the, the, the highest level of on the food chain on their particular food chain. So they don't actually have any natural predators. So they can just keep doubling and doubling and doubling uh, every year. So I guess you know uh, the derogation allows you to remove the, the eggs. And I mean, this is no different than I mm. suppose back in the years when we had you know culls of deer, rabbits, when we've had to handle. Um, you know, in many places over the years, uh, infestation of rats. You know, I mean, they are when they are a problem, something has to be done with them. Uh, I'm not too sure now whether they're fly, moving them out to the islands that they wouldn't know their way to fly back uh, onto the um, into Balbriggan again. So I think the manner in which we should be dealing with them is in this um, removing of the nests. Uh, and then, as Joe says, you know, people really, you know, pleading with people to stop feeding them. Uh, and also to uh, deal with their rubbish in their rubbish bins, make sure that their bins are closed uh, and that they don't have overflowing rubbish bins yeah. because that ends out uh, on the road problem. and that's another source of feeding them as well. You know, yeah. so uh, the other thing is the noise that they make. Yeah, we we had a we had a we're part of the new Irish Institute of Music and Song here in Balbriggan at the whole new musical campus, and we had um we had an A-lister Paul Riser, an a- Hollywood A-lister Paul Riser out here last week with his family, and we were in a traditional Irish session after dinner and uh, one of the singers was singing a really nice, quiet melody song and she was joined by a chorus of, of goals. It was quite amusing. But, yeah. And nevertheless, uh, they weren't in tune 
and it didn't sound particularly nice. Uh, but it was funny. Yeah, a couple of texts in on this. We need to control the gull population. Um, it could be culling or moving, says this texter. And for any animal rights activists who object, go live there and see what the problem is for yourself. You can't eat in your garden. You can't leave the washing on the line. The cars are destroyed by dropping, says this listener. Fiona's got in touch. She says the seagulls are terrible in Harold's Cross. Terrible, uh, probably with the pecking at the bin bags also. It's a total nightmare, Fiona. Tell me about it. 53106 is the number. Uh, Aina Liana, um, the Liana, biologist an environmental consultant is on the line. In it, should the minister give a derogation here now to try and sort out this seagull problem? Well, according to your last speaker, he actually has, because Michael, the man you had spoke to, said he was availing of the derogation both last year and this year. So it would seem that there already is a derogation in place. You'd imagine Louisa Riley would know that if this were the case. So it would seem that there is one for, for um, the removal of nests. But the thing is a bigger problem than this anyway, because the thing about the seagulls, I mean, this is, this I remember these problems with gulls going away back to the 1970s. And it's quite, it's quite a big operation to try and cull them down to a manageable, it takes a couple of years actually, because at the moment now, as we speak at the end of July, it's too late to do anything. The young have, have hatched out. They're great big babies. The babies are huge. The parents are very protective of them. You take your life in your hands bone to try and interfere with it mm. at this stage. So so from, from the point of view of doing anything with nests and culling at this now stage of July, it's too late. But that could happen next year. And the thing to do is not to remove the nests and the eggs because if that happens, the goal will just make another nest somewhere else and lay again. What you have to do is what they did before in other times was they actually had a specialist, and I remember this way back, way back in the 70s when there was a problem with flying over Dublin Airport and causing trouble to the planes. The idea was that you actually sterilise the eggs by putting or doing something to the eggs, but they didn't break. And the gulls sat on them and sat on them and sat on them and tried to hatch them out. And of course, they wouldn't hatch out because they weren't viable. And then it was too late for them to nest again. But I mean, if you take away the nest as soon as it's there with the eggs, the gull will go and lay another egg and go off and build another nest. So so that's the, so it's, it's a more sophisticated way of calling them than just get rid of the nest because the nest will come yeah. back. So there is way, but, there's ways yeah. so to monitor um, oh, breeding effectively, yeah. There's lots of work. I mean, Louise, Louise was saying, why don't you go back to the islands and put out nest boxes? Yeah, birds I mean, these, these birds do not nest in nest boxes. I mean, that, that stuff doesn't work at all. She's thinking of the towns. There's t- rosier towns out on out on um, Rockerville and they nest in special boxes. But but what, they, what the gold's nest on is on the ground. So when they're up on the roof, they think that's the cliff top. And I mean, if you mm. go out to where they where they would be in the wild, they're actually on top of the cliffs, so in uh, in among yeah. the grass. That's but I suppose the point nest. is, Annie, you're you're mm. not against um, the the, the um, measures being brought in to monitor breeding in the future. No, but the thing about it is, look, I mean, as long as I mean, why are the gulls coming inland? They're coming inland for food. The seas are overfished, like one of the lads said there in another message, so that there's no fish, there's no trawlers throwing the guts overboard coming back into port like in the olden days. So these gulls have to go and look for food somewhere else. And they're actually herring gulls and they're great blackback gulls. There's no such thing as a land gull. I mean, that's that's just like a seagull or a land gull, I mean, it depends where they are. These are particular species of gulls and they are protected under the Wildlife Act. This is true. But protections can be can be derogated from. Okay. But, but as long as the people... 
in any area has bins. I mean, the woman was there saying that the gold were attacking the plastic bag full of rubbish. Well, I mean, don't, don't have your plastic bag full of rubbish and wait for the gold to be attacking. Clean up the place. Stop leaving litter and mess. Firstly, the mess on Port Brown Beach there after the weekend or on Borough Beach. Ten tonnes of litter. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, sure, what people are behaving yeah. in this fashion, uh, what do you expect? I you want to bring in... Uh, I, I want to really tight. Yeah, let me in and bring in Claire as well. Claire is in the line in Balbriggan. Uh, what happened to, to you and, and, and your daughter, Claire? How you doing? Um, well, basically, um, as the babies get too big, you know, and they can't fly, um, they come out of the nests, and you know, they're they're going around all the housing estates everywhere. Um, and my daughter was out playing with her friends, and it didn't just happen to my daughter, but um, she wasn't even. My my daughter actually particularly loves um, all animals, including seagulls, but. Um, they weren't even near the baby and just out playing with her friends and the seagull attacked, the uh, the mam seagull attacked uh, my daughter and actually she? she came in roaring and crying and plucked her head. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't the only one. Uh, a lot of the neighbours got attacked. This particular mammy, I know she's protecting her baby, but she was particularly, particularly aggressive. It was actually do? gone to a... She was just anyone that was walking along the street, not even near the baby. Now you could see the baby, and everyone was, you know, particularly careful. Don't go near the baby because the mam is there, and of course she is protecting her young. But this this year, particularly, they're very aggressive, very, very aggressive. Um, it was actually coming to a stage where some of, uh, even on a sunny day, some of my neighbours were walking up the road with an umbrella. Were that afraid of getting because of getting attacked? My husband went out with the sweeping brush to try, and some of the kids were hiding under the tree at the top of the road, and they were terrified of this particular seagull. So he went out with the sweeping brush, saying, "Come on, come on, you can get in the house. You can get in the house." Uh, it's just particularly bad this year. I've noticed it, but I really do think, and as well as that, down at the beach, having a picnic—you can't have a picnic at the mm. beach. They're st- like, I mean, I had a cake in my hand and it actually swooped the cake out of my hand. Right from your hand. Uh, just absolutely. This year has been particularly, particularly bad. Yeah. But, I mean, your last caller, I mean, I have a lot of respect for the seagulls, right? Okay, I love uh, wildlife. You know, we do live uh, along the coast. You know, I respect that. But you have very, very stupid people feeding the seagulls leaving their bins out half open, yeah. close your bins. You can actually get things to, to close the bins around here in Arrow that you put the clasps on the bin that the seagulls won't they can't be able get to get. Them. Yeah. To get. yeah, they they can't get at them. I mean, it's just, as well as that, not just homes, but businesses as well. Keep your bins covered. And listen, Claire, do, was, and your, do not was, your, them. Yeah, was your daughter all right anyway? Oh, yeah, she's crammed. Just, yeah. She was more, to be honest with you, obsessed I know. that the seagull attacked her, you know, because she does love animals, you know, and she was like, I didn't do anything to the seagull, you know. But um, it was just a case of that, that, that particular, that, uh, I, even my husband said, I've never come across, that particular mother was very aggressive. Yeah, she's a vicious um, one, yeah. W- w- yeah, no, she was. And I understand that she's protecting her young, but no one would go near, near the babies, you know. But uh, as well as that, like, I mean, there is, I mean, at the moment there's pyrite as well going on in my estate. But I mean, we actually we had some builders 
you know, thrown the last of their lunch to the seagulls. And we were asking them, please don't feed them. Okay, please. well that's the, that seems to be the main message coming in, certainly from people today yeah, on the well, text don't line. Don't feed them and cover your bins. Yeah. Your t- Birdwatch Ireland tell you not to feed them. It's not good for no. their diet. No, all right. I mean, it's not, and that's that seems to be the, the main thing for sure. This listener again, I live in Balbriggan, you can't walk my dog in certain area because the adult birds swoop in if the chicks are on the ground. They're huge. They swoop very close as well. It's very scary, says this texter. Keep them coming into us, 5 through 106. We'll have to leave it there for the moment. Uh, Joe and, and Michael and um, Annalie Liner there as well. And Claire, thanks a million for joining us on the programme today. Lots of you getting in touch about your dart debacle experience from yesterday. We'll be chatting about that next. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.